Teacher Vet is a podcast about topics in veterinary medicine. Though we strive to provide research-based information, it is not intended to be used as medical advice. So if Fido is feeling sick, be sure to take him to your vet. Trust us, they know what they are doing. Hi, I'm Jacob Vockler and I'm the teacher. Hi, I'm Amanda Vockler and I'm the vet. And you're listening to Teacher, teacher vet. vet. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Teacher Vet Podcast. Amanda, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish I could say the same. I'm feeling a little off today. Are you? Yeah, I was playing around with our dog the other day and uh, she she bit my finger and I'm afraid I might have got something from her. Oh boy. I've been feeling kind of irritable and the spot around my hand is kind of red. I think I'm foaming at the mouth a little bit. I guess. <laughs> Let's see, what else What else does it say that I would have if I had rabies? <laughs> or, oh, did I say that out loud? Uh, anyways, Amanda, what are we talking about today? We're talking about rabies. We are going to talk about rabies. Why are we going to talk about rabies? We are talking about rabies for a couple reasons. The first reason is mainly because World Rabies Day is going to be um, on Saturday, September 28th. Shout out for World Rabies Day there. Nice. Um, but that's the main reason why we thought it was appropriate timing to cover this topic. Yeah. And also, there's been a few uh, cases of rabies in the news recently. So, I think it's kind of got some people's interest of maybe learning about it some more. Nice. Yeah, I would agree. We uh, talked earlier on we uh, want to be current. We want to be talking about... We want to be current, but... We're also jumping back in time, too, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We, we want to be talking about stuff that is current and in, in, in the news, right? And mm -hmm. so World Rabies Day it is. But uh, before we get too deep into the topic, we have a couple of uh, things of housekeeping to do. Um, for a while there, we were doing lots of housekeeping, but we're just going to do some simple housekeeping um, this time around. We have a few reviews that uh, that have come in that we want to give the shout outs to those that have taken the time and the interest mm -hmm. to uh, to reach out to us and to tell us what they think about the podcast. So um, we'll go ahead and, uh, and and read that on Apple or on, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it these <laughs> days. The words are. I think it's just called Apple Podcast. Um, this one's actually from uh, it was about a month ago, uh, actually, and uh, it's a vet student, so it's kind of cool. So N vet Nani, students are cool. Well, <laughs> that's what you think. <laughs> so Nani N thirteen, if I said that right, uh, she says, "Hey guys, I really love." Uh, let me restart that. She says, "Hey guys, I really love your podcast. As a veterinary student, I find it really informative and interesting." Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, please keep doing it because I started today and I already finished it and I want more. <laughs> so thank you, Nani and 13 for your, uh, for your nice words there. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully um, maybe that'll help you study. Yeah, maybe. Right. I don't know. Maybe yes. they got, what it would this be rabies vi vi is it a virus or <laughs> something? What class would she want this for? Virology. Virology. Awesome. Probably. Or public health. <laughs> I f also um, just realized that I assumed that this was a female. I don't know that this person would want this for. Uh, either way. I know. There you go. I know. Assuming. Yeah. Let's not get political here. Uh, anyway. But uh, I do like this for a couple of reasons, though, right? So Nani says uh, that... Uh, they've totally binge binge listened to all of our stuff. I could feel you. I've been there. Uh, whenever I find a new podcast, I always go crazy on it. So you found us early, which is awesome. So yeah. um, if you're listening and you're a consistent listener, which for the record, 
we're increasing every week, which is super cool. Thank you all for listening. If you are listening and you enjoy what you're listening to, uh, please give us a shout out somehow, some way. We really enjoy reading the reviews. We enjoy seeing the shares and things on social media. And uh, it really does make a big difference. Just tell your friends and um, we can get this thing kind of growing. It does. So... So with that, too, it's been kind of fun with our podcast. We didn't think that, you know, at least something I didn't think of, that we'd be making contacts with other people that do podcasts, too. Um, And kind of fun thing is we got a a connection now with another veterinarian (laughs) who also is doing a podcast. And um, we talked about we're going to collaborate and hopefully one day... We might even, if we can figure out technology, which it's took, like taken us a while <laughs> to even get this figured out. So yeah. we'll see if we can, you know, somehow like teleport. <laughs> what is it called? Uh, telecommute. Telecommute. That's not, it's not telecommute either. Uh, I don't know. You would be, we'd be doing basically. Skyping? We'd be Skyping. Yeah. So the technology is actually not that hard. We would basically just be Skyping. Not teleporting. <laughs> if we could teleport this person here, by the way, we've been talking be about easier. her for about 30 or 40 seconds and we haven't even said the name of the podcast. So the name of the podcast is called Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. Yep. And so we're not going to teleport her over here. No. But one thing we could do is we could definitely get like a video chat going on and then we would record it on our end and then we can throw that up. So what we're going to do is uh, think sometime in the near future about a goat related topic. Yeah. Because then uh, we'll bring the expert in because I am not in. a big goat yeah. expert. But. but if you're if you're into our podcast at all for the vet purposes right so yeah. uh, she's she very much um kind of the the model or, or what she's going after she records herself she's clearly on her way to and from uh, appointments she's a mixed animal vet and she goes mm-hmm. out to farms and things and farm she's, calls. she's yeah farm calls and so she's mm-hmm. recording herself as she's driving and a lot of it is just kind of um she's just almost thinking out loud about the topic of of her week and it's really kind of cool you can just see uh, or you not see, but you could hear kind of the <laughs> the processing that she's talking about. And so she did one on on pain, and she talked about you could you could hear kind of how she was um, explaining out loud what her brain thinks step by step when it comes to pain management and things. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was kind of cool. It was simple enough for me to understand. I mean, we've openly joked on this podcast. I'm not the medical brain, um, but it was. <laughs> but but you I, got it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I got it. But it was it was dense enough for somebody who's been there, yeah. right? Who's in the who's field in veterinary to, medicine or exactly. a veterinary student? You'd probably really exactly. enjoy it. Yeah, you you really probably would. So mm-hmm. I would definitely highly recommend her. And uh, and then in the future we'll see what we can get together. So remember that's goat talk with a goat doc. Okay. Take a listen. So, uh, one last thing of business that we need to get to before we get into the actual podcast. Um, is our podcast within the podcast. You remember this is week (laughs) three or episode three of doing it. So we're going to jump to, uh, jump to that now. All right. Welcome to a podcast within a podcast called Today in Teaching. I struggled to think of something that I wanted to talk about because I'm technically not teaching at all right now. I have a student teacher and she's totally taken over all of my classes. So I get to sit in my back office. I'm doing a lot of work. Um, My job that I have, I'm actually 
I'm head of the special education department as well. And so I have a ton of paperwork and phone calls and emails. It's it's crazy. So I've actually been able to get a lot of that it's boring. Nice. It's, yeah, it's kind of nice. I've been able to get some of that boring <laughs> and stuff And at least done. you have a good student teacher that you yes. can trust. Yes. Shout out to Sandy. She's killing it. And so um, <laughs> so she's she's taking a lot of pressure off of me. So I'm just hanging out in my back office a lot. And so I don't have a ton of interaction with kids right now. But I did have kind of a fun story. Um, I, I have friended some students on Facebook who are past students who are no longer students at the school anymore, right? So they've graduated. They're mm-hmm. now off into adulthood. And uh, I had a former student on Facebook. Uh, they said, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I miss high school right now. <laughs> and it was awesome because then some of the comments were things like, um, you know, I never thought I'd miss it, but I miss it. I miss my friends. And then and then the number one thing that kept being talked about was real. The real world is hard. This yeah. sucks, right? And uh, and you live at high school every day. And I live in high school every day. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get to live that dream. And uh, so that's where I reached out and I said, hey. We try and tell you every day, day after day after day, if you think this is hard, you just wait. You mm-hmm. just wait, right? The real world is going to hit you right in between the eyes. And uh, it was just kind of, it was, it gave me a little bit of a smile to see her openly say, holy cow, they weren't lying, right? Now, mm-hmm. of course, I'm not a terrible person. And it's just the way my brain works is I had to encourage her still. So I jokingly said, hey, right, we tried to tell you, but here you are. But then, you know, I was like, hey, stick in there. It's tough. It's a tough transition. You'll you'll make great things happen one day, right? And so, yeah. um, anyway, so just or kind of she a, could become a teacher, or she could and come back to day, high school again. Which that's a way. If I was her age, I would have never said in a million years I'd become a teacher. No. So <laughs> she might she might actually do that. The majority one day. of people that knew you in high school. <laughs> And even your teachers are probably blown away that you're a teacher. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a former teacher who I observed who jaw dropped and papers hit the floor when I walked in and told them I was going to become a teacher. So yep. uh, I am far from your average model teacher uh, from back in the day, but I'm a way better person now. But uh, anyway, um, so with that said, there's, there's your today in teaching. Pretty simple, but it was just kind of a fun uh, story of, of interaction with a former student who is realizing that the the knowledge and and the life skills I was teaching her actually meant something. <laughs> All right, so light bulb moment. Light bulb moment, yeah. All right, so let's get into the topic, right? Now that we're officially ten minutes in, um, we can uh, we can go ahead and and just just say this might be one of my uh, favorite episodes already because there is. There's a, a lot of information. of information. <laughs> the last couple of things we looked at, it just was, it was so sparse or it was in a German book somewhere that still cost $350 that still nobody has paid for us to read. So I know. we don't have that. <laughs> and, uh, but there's been tons of research done on rabies. And, uh, so three quarters of the work has been done for me. I just had to go out, ha- go out and find it. Um, there's some really interesting stuff out here. And so let's just go ahead and get started. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. So, Let's, Some of the stuff I haven't even heard yet. So no, I'm kind I, of anticipating hearing I've, about it. I've purposely kept you in the dark on some of it because it's awesome. Uh, so let's just talk about what the word rabies is, okay? Because um, I found this to be interesting. There are theories out there that the word rabies is believed to be a derivative of the Latin term rabire, which means rave. To or, rave. Or to rave, correct. Or... <laughs> Whose job is it to talk about the history? Come on, um, come on. I'm now. <laughs> or the Sanskrit. I'm, I can see your, your script. You can see my notes. I can um, see your notes. 
Or the Sanskrit word. Because I just see now animals with rabies raving. Rabies, exactly. See, that's why I wanted to talk about it. But hold on. Let's let's talk about it. You're killing me here. Okay. Or the Sanskrit word rabas, which is how I would pronounce it, which means to rage, right? So if you combine those two, right, to rage or to rave, right, mm-hmm. I'm thinking an animal that's kind of off their rocker a little bit, not acting the way they should, yeah. very angry acting and things like that. So yeah. uh, with your experience with rabies or you, what you know about rabies, that's a pretty accurate description. Mm-hmm. If you were to say this mm-hmm. animal has rabies, they're raging, they're raving, right? They're crazy. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Going back, rabies, actually, we have ob- observations of animals as early as 2000 BCE, right? Or or BC, right? As, as most would know it as. So 2000 years before that point. And so this uh, dogs were observed um, kind of with these frantic kind of behaviors um, and uh, and people knew to kind of get away from them a, yeah, a little bit, even, even as early as, as uh, 2000 BCE. Mm-hmm. Um, folklore has it that uh, ancient people believed that the disease came from uh, a worm that was called Lita, which a lot of people believe is where we get the Le- Lisa virus. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. Okay. And what's Lisa virus? So Lisa virus. Lisa virus. <laughs> Lisa. Lisa virus. Lisa virus. Lisa virus. That's the genus of the rabies virus, essentially. Okay. So that's in, in as terms as far as like categorizing what type of virus it is. It's a Lisa virus. Awesome. So rabies has been observed as far back uh, as like we talked about. And so it's kind of interesting because there's been a lot of different um, ideas on how to treat it that yeah. have come up. And this is where it gets awesome. So there were three big names that popped up when it came to treatment. Uh, the first one that we'll talk about real quick, his name is, I'm going to do my best to pronounce it, Scrand, Scrib, Scribonius Largus and Teus and uh interesting guy named by the name of Pliny the Elder and uh, the, he has more than the other two, but uh, we'll start with Scribonius, okay? So Scribonius lived in, isn't that the best name ever? Yeah. Scribonius lived in um, about 47 uh, CE, all right, or, or AD. And um, he, his idea on how to get rid of rabies um, was to have hyena skin and a poultice. Do you know what a poultice is? Hmm. So poultice would be just like, Combining a bunch of materials to create like a paste of sorts and then to put it on an affected area. And so um, I couldn't find for the life of me what this poultice would be, but uh, it had cloth and hyena skin in it. And then you would cover the area you were bit in by this hyena skin in this poultice. Mm. And apparently it was supposed to help. Um, there's no evidence of whether it worked or not. And I can only guess why. Right. <laughs> um, in, a, in a similar time frame, a little bit later, about fifty years later, uh, Antaeus is the is the other one who had an idea of how to help it. Now, Antaeus, if you do some research, there's two different Antaeuses that'll pull up. One is like a like a Greek mythology type, not a god, so to speak, but mm-hmm. maybe a demigod, some might call it. Like he was just really larger than life, kind of a wrestler figure, uh, which was interesting. And then there's Antaeus, the physician. And uh, some of my research showed that they were the same person they believed, some people. Anyway, hmm. um, he had probably 
the more morbid of the two uh, ideas. Um, he said that if you were to take uh, the skull of a person who had been hanged to death and you crushed oh. it up. Okay. And then you turn it into a paste and turn it into a pill and then you ingest that, oh. that you'd be healed. Okay. So... Um, of a human that had rabies or... No, just if you have rabies, you just find a human that was hanged to death and... You just take part of their skull and turn it into a pill. Cool. I mean, because I, you know, I mean, if you think about it, it, it makes total sense, right? Like yeah. you have rabies, you were bit by a dog. Let's take the skull of this human that has nothing to do. I guess anybody with it. who's taken anything at that point, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. They know sure. that they're going to die. Sure. Because for those that don't know, rabies is pretty much 100% fatal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so they're basically just grasping at straws here, right? They're yeah. doing whatever they can. And so uh, Scrobonius Largest and uh, Antaeus both swinging a big miss there, right? Yeah. Uh, this is where it gets awesome. This guy named Pliny the Elder. Now, Pliny the Elder is known for basically being the first medical encyclopedia. <laughs> um, he had mm. he had several books and volumes of books that he put together that were his ideas and thoughts and opinions on medical things. Now, 99.9% .9 of them are all not true as we know them today. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's kind of cool. He was trying. He was trying, exactly, right? This is some of the first true documentation. Mind. Exactly, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but boy, some of the stuff that they come up with is crazy. Uh, so here we go. So Plenty of the Elder mentions several ways which rabies can be transmitted. So because we knew early on, we knew that. Uh, like dogs had it a lot is is what's documented and then humans would get it and there was a there was a link between humans next to dogs and so we yeah. knew that there was some relationship there but the specifics were kind of muddied so uh plenty of the elder says um that the ways that you got it was that uh, well excuse me the, the ways that a dog got rabies is by tasting menstrual blood of a woman that's gross that is gross <laughs> Um, I, I think let's just leave that there. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> uh, he said that, that dogs would be susceptible to rabies while the dog star is shining. So... What's the dog star? Um, that's a good question. So while I talk about the next thing, I'm going to have you look up what the dog star yeah. is. Fair enough. Uh, so to go along with that, uh, other the things... The brightest oh. star in the night sky. So the dog star is just any bright star in the night sky. Night sky. Nope, it is Sirius is the brightest star in the night sky, and it's the in the constellation Canis Major. Awesome. I'm not an astrologist, but there we go. That's the first uh, Google search <laughs> that came up that fast. Awesome. Well, <laughs> it's good to know what the dog star is because he also said that humans are susceptible to it. During this time period as well. So, oh, okay. um, so you know, be careful. Is that uh, where, like, the werewolf comes in? And <laughs> I guess, maybe. <laughs> um, All that, that mythology comes in. He said that the disease was so intense, right, that even if you were to step on the pee of a dog who had it, and if you had a sore on your foot, that you'd get it. Hmm. Right. So plenty of the elder believe that you would even get it that way. Um, just for the record, is that true? Not 
I know of. <laughs> it's mainly transmitted by the saliva. Yeah, yeah, and we, which we'll talk about in a little bit. That that's what we find. But um, you can see that they're trying to figure some stuff out, right? Yeah. So this is where it gets awesome. Plenty of the elder and his cures. So once nice. the dog once the dog gets I'm intrigued it, now. <laughs> how do you get rid of it? Right, the dog has it. Well, let's get rid of it. Oh, well, gosh. the dog. Could how put- did Pliny the elder not get rabies and die? <laughs> Is that how he died? I don't know. He might. He might have. I don't. (laughs) I don't think plenty of the elder. Let me grab all these rabid dogs and try, (laughs) try these treatments. So rather than so he he did have he tried to prevent it. So he rather than treat it, he said maybe let's prevent it. So a dog could be protected from rabies during the time of the dog star when -hmm. they are most at risk by including chicken droppings into their food. Oh. So just, you know, go outside. Let's give them salmonella and parasites. (laughs) Then they won't get rabies. Hey, you know what? One or the other, right? Rabies is a death sentence. The other one they might get through. So, I mean, plenty of the elder for the win, (laughs) right? Plenty of the elder one. Modern medicine zero, maybe? No. No? All right. All right. So uh, chicken poop in the food, right? That could prevent it. Uh, Effective uh, cure, right, would be um, the root of a wild rose, Cinerodian or dog rose. Hmm. Um, dog rose is a term that they came up with, I guess, that is um, that still is used today. Um, but this Cinerodian uh, is how do you a... go from chicken poop to then giving them a rose? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was that didn't work. Hmm, chicken poop didn't work. So what's the complete that, opposite? That rose over there looks pretty good. Let's give it to them. I bet it works. <laughs> Yep. I'll write it. I'll write it down. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so this rose was not known as, or this flower was not known as dog rose, but they started giving it to dogs to help prevent them from getting rabies. So and so it became known as I... dog rose. And that's something I guess it's still used today. Um, human beings can be protected um, by... Uh, used they... today as in the name is used today? No, yeah. Like yeah, people call <laughs> okay. it a dog rose, I guess, because of this, this history of it. Um, human beings may protect themselves against uh, being bitten by a rabbit dog so if the dog happens to get it mm-hmm. then we just know to get away from the rabid dog That's but if smart. they happen to come by here's how you stop them from biting you um you can carry the worm from a dead dog so this goes back to our heartworm conversation <laughs> right so they knew that there were these weird crazy things inside their heart so just find one that had heartworm which was probably or a lot of them. an intestinal worm or an intestinal That'd worm right easier. cut it open Put well, it in your pocket. I think it'd just be pooping them out. Dogs are, yeah, okay, that's fine. Well, I guess I went more morbid than you just on that. Go sifting, <laughs> go sifting through there. Well, no, it's it specifically says from a dead dog. So oh, okay. you have to carry around the worm from a dead dog. So keep that mm. in your pocket. You're good to go. Um, also, uh, female dog menstrual fluid is something oh gosh, that you should again. keep in your pocket. So this guy's really big into menstrual fluid. A little oh weird. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> uh, but if you were to keep, I don't know how you would keep that with you. But if you did, you don't get bit by the dog. Oh, my gosh. I know. This guy's awesome, right? <laughs> Um, I love Plenty the Elder. He's so good. Shout out. We listen to Sawbones. Right? Sawbones is very much, we're kind of modeling a little bit off of them. They do a lot of human history in there. Uh, it's a little different, but they talk about Plenty the Elder all the time because this guy has some crazy yeah, stuff. He's nuts. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and so female menstrual fluid, you're not going to get bit. Uh, a dog's tongue placed in the shoe under the big toe specifically specifically and then you're the dog that has rabies will not bite you 
So I I have some new strategies I'm going to use to keep dogs away from me, though. Oh, my gosh. Um, this one is the most specific, which is pretty intriguing. Uh, a weasel's tail. So you have to cut off a weasel's tail, and it has to survive, and it has to be let back into the wild. So if I could do that, if I could get the tail of a weasel, hold on to it, make sure it didn't die, let it go, I'm safe. So if you get bitten, he has some remedies to help you with that. Uh, you need to eat the liver of the dog that bit you. Oh. That escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does specifically say raw or cooked. It doesn't matter. So um, okay. at least you have some preference there. So that's nice. That is gross. <laughs> now, uh, you could also eat some uh, pounded up coxcombs, poultry dung, in vinegar, or the ash of a shrew mouse's tail. Do you These have are any all of that? Very specific. These are all very specific. <laughs> he's this guy has done some research and uh he's, Yeah, I feel like he was just throwing stuff out I there. I think so. He was uh, like, Yeah, let's try that. Yeah, let's try. But yeah. it has to be a shrew mouse. Mm, the ashes of the shrew mouse's tail. Maybe the more ridiculous it sounded and more specific Maybe. than people were like buying in, like, yeah. oh yeah. It all feels work. it all feels very Witch doctor stirring up a yeah. brew, right? Um, yeah. So, wait, you didn't get healed? Mm, it wasn't the tail. You had some foot in there. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. That's sure? how specific Are you, you sure get it. it was a shrew mouse? <laughs> so, here's the coolest part. Or not the coolest part. That's not right. Here's the craziest part. So, uh, these, these last few. The poultry dung, right, in vinegar, or the ashes of a shrew mouse's tail, they had to live. They had to survive, right? Yeah. So if you cut off the tail, again, like the weasel, you had to cut off the tail, let them go. They have to live. And then you have to burn it and use the ashes. So, um, I mean, at this point, I'd rather just die of rabies than <laughs> have to go find all this crap. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so it's, uh, so it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, the, this, is, this is all clearly way out there yeah um, but uh these were the ideas that they had obviously I mean, none of them worked. none of them worked and plenty of the elder is is within the first hundred years right uh, bc or excuse me of ce um mm -hmm. and so they're they're just grasping at straws like we said they're just throwing stuff against the wall seeing what clicks what, what sticks and they're just simply saying you know this is a bad thing and nobody knows how to fix it plenty of the elders just bringing up a bunch of random stuff yeah. and uh so it's pretty interesting other interesting factors uh, for you to know uh, going forward. Um, the earliest documentation of transmission from a dog to a human is actually in 300 BCE by Aristotle. And so he's able to identify that uh, that dogs were infected and then and transmitted. It, and transmitted it to a human, which is why. So that's 300 BCE. You're talking 400 years before Pliny the Elder. So we're well aware Right, yeah. that this this animal to human is transmission is a big deal. Uh, modern medicine uh, will not officially support this idea, though, until about the 16, 16th century. Uh, this guy by the name of uh, Girolamo Frecastoro. You need to try that again. This guy by the name of... <laughs> Girolamo Fricastoro. <laughs> um, he is an Italian physician who introduces, or excuse me, who introduced breaks in human skin uh, by an animal by and as, as an essential element um, or event, excuse me, for the occurrence of rabies. So, so he like he was able to prove 
you documented. I mean, we, we knew that there was the connection like we talked about, but I guess he did some study where he was able to prove that you had to like break through the skin. There has to be a break. Yeah, exactly. And before that it was just kind of speculation. So he did some sort of research that proved that that was actually a thing. Hmm. Um, rabies in the modern day. So there's a long history of rabies, but, uh, it wasn't until 1769 that John Mor- Morgagni came in. Um, and at this point, um, I think it's probably, I don't know. I think this is where we're going to be getting into the elements of what you might know. So uh, why don't you go ahead and take it from there? <laughs> well, that name is bigger because he's known as the father of pathological anatomy. Um, and he's the one that actually theorized and found that it is spread through nerve fibers, which is as we know today to be true. So he was well ahead of the game pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's back in 1769, which is pretty huge. Um, Then there's another, I believe, yep, a French neurophysiologist, Francis. See, you made fun of me. I don't know. I don't know French. (laughs) I'd say Francois Magendi. Magendi. (laughs) We should probably practice this before we... Why does your voice have to bounce more? (laughs) Magendi. I don't know. If we were better at this whole podcasting thing, we would have practiced these beforehand. (laughs) Yeah. But he recognized the transmission of the disease to dogs um, by means of an inoculation of a rabid human um, saliva. So he he proved it could go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He could show that it went from human then to dog and just with the human saliva then. So then that's when we really found then... Okay, it ends up in the saliva. And yeah. That's kind of a big thing. So with that said, um, then we knew for sure that it was going to be transmitted through saliva, regardless of essentially species. Yeah. Um, and as we know it today, the virus can be maintained within a single species. And so that's why we see it now more today in not necessarily dogs because there's vaccines um, for that, the rabies vaccine now for that. Um, and we've decided that this episode, there's so much information about rabies out there and it's a pretty big topic and a big deal Mm -hmm. that we are going to then talk more about the vaccine itself and the history of the vaccine in our next episode. Yep. Um, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, assuming and that our our schedule works out, we're gonna actually do we're gonna try we're gonna and do, do it two Mondays in a row. So yeah. we're gonna try and drop. So we'll drop this Monday and then, and then the we'll, next Monday we'll after that, one. which is which works because right. Hopefully this whole rabies holiday <laughs> holiday. <laughs> um, you know, and I'll talk. We'll get it all. So in. the biggest thing. So with World Rabies Day, the biggest thing with that is there still is rabies. worldwide yep and it is a big issue and it's more of an issue um essentially in in non-north american countries a lot of times that it's transmitted by still rabid dogs yeah um where humans are still dying of rabies yeah kind of lesser developed areas right Yeah. yeah where they can't really necessarily get the vaccines or can't afford vaccines for their dogs or yeah. their their livestock too, um, and so the the Global Alliance for Rabies Control is the the biggest essentially, I guess, group that is um, 
initiating World Rabies Day, and it's I believe it's its 13th year, so it's been wow. going on for a few years. Yeah. But their goal is to um, eliminate any deaths, um, human deaths, by canine rabies, so dog rabies, by 2030 is oh. their goal. Okay. So. Cool. In 10 years, they want to eliminate that worldwide. Totally something worth knowing if you're into, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. for everybody to know, but uh, if you're kind of into this, yeah. into this world a little bit, like the vet into world. Into the world. Into the vet world <laughs> is what I meant. Or the world. Because uh, <laughs> if you um, even think about it, if you, you know, if you're a person that's interested in helping yeah. out with these um Charities, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I organizations. Know, groups, organizations yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can, it's, um, so it's the World Rabies Alliance um, dot org, I believe, or rabiesalliance.org, excuse me, um, is their website with all their information. There's different outlets, too, where you can donate to the causes of getting rabies vaccines to these areas in, in high need. Um, and not only that, but even sometimes providing money to give them leashes in order to get their dogs to these oh. vaccine clinics, uh, different stuff like that. But on World Rabies Day, there's um, going to be vaccine clinics for free rabies vaccines all over the world. That's too. cool. So there's going to be free vaccine clinics um, here in North America and Mexico, so, US, you know, one thing Canada, that we should... One thing we should do South then America. is let's look up that information because we st- we've been looking up some of that information for research and whatnot. But uh, let's mm-hmm. pinpoint some of that. We'll throw that into our show notes um, here. And so if yeah. you have any interest in any of that, and you can share some of that, um, if you if you are in need of any of that or you want to you know participate mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form, we can have the, some of that into our show notes, and uh, you can kind of look up locations and stuff yeah. through that. So yeah, we can they've got a little map with yeah. where all the clinics are. Perfect. And the closest one to us. We're living in Utah near Salt Lake City, and the closest one to us is Arizona. So, Whoa, so they're not that all over the place. <laughs> they're but, not all over the place, but, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, right. Awesome. And, you know, it might be more worth the money than to look at your local humane society or animal shelter or your vet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Local veterinarian. Um, the vaccine doesn't cost a lot. That's a lot cheaper than driving sure to arizona to arizona for free (laughs) you know what but it's it's still worth sharing it's still worth getting that information out there and and some people hey you know i don't know if you know this amanda but we're kind of a big deal we have listeners in arizona i know that for a fact so i mean (laughs) hey you never know who we're gonna help out so um you know i think i think that's a good thing and then uh it's so i'm actually happy that we're gonna do a two week Mm -hmm. we're gonna do a two week thing because i think it's gonna be good to Share that information before that it's needed and then yeah. talk about it again and, afterwards. And a big thing in closing that I wanted to bring up is there in the news, that case of uh, a rabies uh, cat, a cat tested positive for rabies in Idaho recently. Um, I believe it was just on the like the 19th of September. Yeah. Um, so it's and that's a pretty big deal. Still a thing. Because... What, you know, if our pets then get rabies, then we're more likely to be exposed to it, too. And sometimes it's like, oh, are they sick? We don't know. Um, And that's why a big thing as far as on my end that 
even veterinary professionals or those that are higher risk of being exposed to rabies. I, I have physically been, um, rabies vaccinated just as a precaution, no vaccine like that is 100%. And if I ever got exposed or bitten by a rabid animal, I still would need to seek medical attention and get treatment um, for post-exposure prophylaxis. Um, but yeah, it's there's so, there's a lot involved. Sure. Well, <laughs> and for the rest of us, we can just uh, go find the tail of a shrew mouse and burn it, and we'll be okay. Yeah. So we're good to go there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So, but we'll talk about all that, and then some. We'll talk about the vaccine more next time, and also rabies virus itself, clinical signs, symptoms, yeah. treatments that are um, more, I guess, out there for yeah. humans. Yeah. How you officially general. diagnose it in animals, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Stay tuned for that if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we'll yeah, so there. so next week will be good. And, uh, and uh, so we hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll look forward to uh, to sharing everything else with you next week. Um, but uh, in the meantime, that we hope you learned something new today and uh, maybe even laughed along the way at some of the absolute ridiculousness of, of Plenty the Elder. There was too many things of... Shocking, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember, you can always find us on Instagram at Teacher Vet Podcast. We also have a Facebook page. Just search uh, Teacher Vet Podcast and you'll find us there. If you like what you hear, you can tell a friend and spread the word. That's the best way to spread, right? Is the, yeah. that, that word of mouth is huge. Yeah. So we appreciate that. Also, we have a lot of different topic ideas, um, but we want to be sure that we are talking about topics you are interested in. So if you have any topic requests or thoughts, hit us up at teachervetpodcast at gmail.com. So with all that said, thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>